John Fish here. John Fish knows nothing. Welcome to the show. Uh, having a tasty beverage. Uh, this Sunday night, this wonderful Sunday night, closing into the end of September already. Getting into the nutsack of fall. Uh, it's cooling down a little bit. It is hot enough to go into the garage tonight, though, that I've got my fan blowing a little bit. <clears throat> um, we had some fights. No UFC. Uh, I don't think there's UFC this weekend either. We got we got some time. Or is there a UFC this weekend? I don't know. But we did have a bell tour in Ireland, and it was it was pretty good. I got to say, uh, there was a lot of really great undercard fights. I think the undercard kind of blew the main card away. It, it's good to see. It's good to see uh, the guys throwing down um, in the undercard. It's also really nice. You know, it's really nice to live in an era where we get to watch the undercard fights. We get to watch all the undercard fights. That wasn't a thing before. Remember when UFC was doing like six shows a year? All you got, all you got was those five main event fights. That's it. Remember that? Six times a year, you got five fights. If I could do math, I'd tell you how many fights a year that was. But it's not that many. And now you get to watch everything, man. You get to watch everything. They're probably going to start putting like the, uh, the ring set up on Fight Pass and shit. And you can watch that. You can, you can watch the ring being set up in real time. Right? In real time, you could do that. Uh, but the fights were good, and I'm glad we get to watch the undercards now. It's nice. There was also some boxing. Uh, Mayweather, legendary stuff. He's still out there doing exhibitions, but he's beating guys up in three-round exhibitions. Um, you know, they're not his level of talent. Not talent. I'll say skill. I don't like the word talent. I think talent is way overused. It's something that people use to write off why they can't do shit. Oh, he's he's so talented. You know, I wish I was born that talented. No, nah, he's got skills. He's got skills from, from working really hard. You know, Mayweather, whatever you want to say about him, he was in the gym working hard, trying to become the best. You know, he's like, I don't need to learn how to read. Forget that. Counting, math, eh. He quadruple down on the boxing training, quadruple down on it. And he's the best. He's, he's undeniably the best. I don't think he's that exciting in a lot of his fights, but he's the best. I think he's uh, developed a lot of skills and I will watch him fight because he's developed those skills. And that's how sports work. That's how sports work. Not pro wrestling though. Uh, pro wrestling UFC is about follows and what your social media score looks like or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had some fights. We had some fights. Do you guys watch, watch the fights? You like the fights? Yo Romero, always fun to watch. Um, but let's get into let's get into some of these fights. Uh, the Bellator. We had the Bellator. And I didn't catch all of the uh, – I caught some – no, I did. I caught all of it. I caught it all. Because first fight of the night was extraordinary. Luca uh, Poklet and Dante Shiro. This was a good fight, and it made me upset, okay? This fight made me upset primarily because it was free on uh, YouTubes, and that's not what made me upset. That was awesome. I love to watch the free stuff on the YouTubes, 
But uh, YouTube's has the comment section, just like you guys have the comment section right now to uh, say what you think's going on with whatever. And reading the comment section, I wanted to vomit. <laughs> I wanted to vomit because these were just the worst people. The worst people watch the sport. What happened? Thanks, UFC. Thanks for bringing these gross people into the beloved realm of mixed martial arts, these pro wrestling fans. This fight was good. This fight was good. These guys were skilled grapplers, and, and the fight went to the ground, and they're battling it out, and, and it was a good fight. Dante Shiro is tough. He's a good fighter. And uh, Luca Poklet is tough also, and they were battling on the ground. It was it was a, a action-packed fight. I was into it. I was into the fight. I hope they're doing great. But everybody in that comment section was like, oh, oh this is supposed to be MMA. It's not supposed to be a grappling match. Oh, yeah, because nobody likes to watch grappling matches. Did you not see what just happened with ADCC? Did you not see that sold-out arena? You dummies. People are stupid. Stupid pro wrestling fans, get out of our sport. Go away. Nobody wants you here. We don't need your money. I don't care, <laughs> right? I want to watch the best fights in an in a, in a almost completely unrestricted environment where these guys can do whatever technique they need to to win the fight, to put the other guy away. That's what it's supposed to be about. Not this, oh, no, you have to stand up and you have to throw punches. That's the only way anybody ever is supposed to fight. Otherwise, he's not fighting. You're stupid. You're a stupid person. You should be smacked extremely hard. The doctor didn't smack you hard enough. Should have dropped you on the floor. Sincerely, the doctor should have dropped you on the floor. Like, I just it's just infuriating to me that these guys, they've put their life you know, dedicated themselves to being elite level athletes, busting their butt to, to be the best possible fighters and win in any possible way they can. And these dummies, that's not fighting. Uh, uh. That's how you sound like. That's what you sound like. If you're the one criticizing, that's what you sound like. And then it was doubly annoying because I had the volume up. I actually had the volume up and I had to listen to Big John McCarthy, deep throat, <laughs> one fighter, Dante Shrio, which uh, nothing negative about him. He's a tough dude. He's tough. He's a good fighter. Uh, I enjoyed watching him fight. I'd like to watch him fight more. Not against him. But the, 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 the announcers, like, so readily siding with one guy and praising one guy and completely just, like, overlooking everything the other guy does, just dismissing everything they do. It's gross. It's gross. Gross. Capital G. Capital G. And got tired of it. But then out of the complaints, out of everybody blah, blah, blah-ing, we see the most remarkable submission I've seen in I don't know how long. I would say that's as remarkable a submission as when uh, George Masvidal got reversed upside down, triangle choked, whatever, when he was standing and, and got knocked and got choked out in Bellator years, years, and years ago. This was a very, very, very unusual submission. They got into a scramble. He caught a head and arm in a weird upside position. I've got the little uh, thing on the, on, the, uh, on the screen. Here, let's peek real quick. 
see down there in the little corner right in the corner right right here where this is this fingers are, are right here i'll show it again here we go that position that weird twisted up upside down insane position and luca pulls off the choke chokes him out dante almost could have died i feel he was so uh, unconscious because the ref had no idea what was going on. I had no idea what was going on. As I, I was like, I was like, what is happening here? I did not know what the position was. And then I was like, wait a minute. Okay. They get the camera angles. They didn't hit the right camera angles to let us see what was going on. I was like, it kind of looks like he's got an arm trapped. I was like, he's got the head too. What's going on? He didn't have his hands locked. He had, he had one hand inside the thigh and he had the head and arm in, in, in the, uh, in that circle. And, and he was able to, choke the guy unconscious it was remarkable up your butt you stupid dummies oh the, 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 the grappling the, the, the. stupid you're stupid we would have missed that we would have missed that amazing grappling display and that remarkable absolutely remarkable submission that, that we would have missed it completely stand up you're dumb I volunteer to drop you on the floor like the doctor should have when you were born. Okay. Look at this. I trimmed up everything a little bit. The mustache, though, I'm leaving it. Just go. Yep. Yep, it's looking good. Man, but yeah, he was out. He, Dante seemed like he was out for a while. And luckily, hopefully, everything's good. He's got all his brain cells functioning well today, I hope. Um, but awesome fight. It was good. I really liked that fight. These guys need to be put on a main card. And then Luca now has a choke, has a choke, has a submission named after him. He gets to put a stamp on it. He's the only one I've ever seen do it. He did it in a fight. Live action. He calls it the Lucanator. I and I gotta know if he's hit this before. I hope he puts out some some videos or something talking about it because I'd like to see setups. I'd like to see scenarios where he hits this submission from, how he sets it up, what he's looking for to catch this submission. I'm very interested. I'm very interested in, in that Lucanator choke. It's remarkable. I can't say it enough times. Remarkable. What did you guys think of that, that choke? Did you guys see it? We got lots of guys in the chat already. What's up, dudes? Uh, no. Nope, I do not have the 20 year tilt. I have nothing good tonight. I have nothing good tonight. I'll talk about that in a second. Um, what's up? What's up? That's very true, Mr. Book. Good to see you uh, in the chat here, Jeremy Book, Carroll High School alum. Fellow Charger, who used to used to wrestle back in the day, used to used to pin some fools on some blue mats. Um, Jeremy's saying all fights end on the ground. It's essentially it's essential in reality. Yes, yeah. Stand up fighting is for movies and um, sport. Factual. Sorry guys. Factual. Oh <laughs> uh, man. 
All right, guys, the Lucanator. Yep, that's right. The Lucanator. You call it the Lucanator. That's the coolest thing ever, man, to pull off a submission on your own. And uh, did you get to name it? That's great. That's amazing. Uh, I had the what I call I call it the I call it the uh, um, ninja choke was my my last fight with the uh, WSOF POF, PFL organization. I hit that little one armed no hook rear naked choke, which I call the ninja choke. Should have called it the Fitch choke, I guess. Mm. Missed opportunity, dummy. But yeah, guys, um, that was great. That was the first fight on the card. We saw that. Um, I say, oh, at Juju, I can't, I'm butchering his name, but he had a nice head kick knockout in the first round against Jordan Barton. I say, oh, at Juju. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce the DJ. At Juju. Um, the. Um, uh, Kenny Makahana and Alex Bednar. He also had a submission. This was a good fight too. Musa, Kane Musa, got the got the unanimous decision uh, against Georgie Karakanya. Karakanyan, Karakanyan. Man, I got to get better at name pronunciation with some of these guys. But as Georgie's a tough guy, he's always fun to watch. This was a good, tough fight. Musa, I've not seen him fight before, not heard of him before, you know. Um, but he looked great. I'm interested in seeing him fight some more. Kelly versus Stevens. Kelly with the decision. Johns and Winsky. Winsky seemed to have taken that fight on, on short notice, was outmatched, seemed underprepared for the grappling of Brett Johns. Which looked quite good, even though um, I don't know if he's quite from. I can't remember what country he was from, but is he from a grappling country? Not sure. Brian Moore with the victory, Nam's decision victory over Lima da Silva. I like this fight when we get to the main card. Albrechtson versus Carl Moore. That was a fun fight. It was a good fight. I don't know if these guys were fighting at heavyweight or if they're light heavyweights. They're big guys, though. And they need they need some more big tough guys, big good guys in in Bellator. They do. Uh, Clark and uh, Hudson, Clark with the submission, Renekit choke round three. Um, he's pretty slick, pretty slick on the ground. Clark is really slick. Uh, Hafiel just didn't didn't get the big punches landed to do what he needed to do to win that fight. Bernal, Carvalho, Carvalho with the decision. Leah McCourt, this was a big, you know, kind of fan favorite fight because she's uh, from over there across the pond. She fought Diana Silva. But, uh, you know, it was a it was a decision, and I got to say, it wasn't, it wasn't a fire. There were not fireworks had. It was not a fireworks having uh, fight. Get into the co-main event and two powerhouses, two longtime powerhouses, Joel Romero and Meinhoff. Melvin Meinhoff. And 
Menhoff, they, they put a crazy statistic up for him. Menhoff had something like 29 uh, KOs, I think. 32 wins, 29 KOs. But out of those 29 KOs, he had, I think, 26. You guys should fact check this. I think he had 26 first-round KOs. That's remarkable. I'm using that word a lot tonight, remarkable. But it is. I don't know what else word to use. Could you um, think of another word <laughs> that could describe that? 26 knockouts in the first round. Whew. Man, uh, earn that money fast and get out. That's smart. You know, he's explosive, powerful. But I feel like he didn't pull the trigger in this fight. He did not pull the trigger at all. It was his last fight going into it. No one it was his last fight. He, I don't, I think he, I figured he would have jumped all over Yo Romero because Yo Romero is big, strong, powerful dude, but I don't see him as like super fast. And I think, you know, he waits a lot. He waits a lot. He, he, he kind of plods and waits you down and then lands big, powerful punches, but he didn't, he didn't uh, take advantage of that, I think. Manoff should have jumped all over him. He should have been over him like flies on shit. Just all over movement, lateral movement. Just go for broke. You know, go for broke. Try to get, you know, the 27th knockout in the first round. Why not? And then you see Manhoff was kind of timid, really timid throughout the fight. And because of that being timid, he made a lot of mistakes that got him taken down. It wasn't even like Romero was doing a lot of offense and setting up takedowns well. He just plotted and made Manhoff make mistakes, which made the takedowns like come easy. It kind of fell on him in a lot of positions. Melvin just kind of fell over. Romero followed him to the ground. Once they got to the ground in the third round, those elbows, ugh, those were nasty, bro. There we go. James with the clutch, extraordinary, extraordinary. That's a good word too. Remarkable, extraordinary. I like him. Manhoff is definitely warrior, tough guy. Got to give respect. That is, yeah, this is crazy too. Manhoff, uh, Pat Yo is saying Manhoff knocked Mart Hunt, Mart Hunt out with his cup, <laughs> just knocking him out. That's that's crazy. Um, yeah, oh, that's funny. That's a funny. Uh, Tyler Durden's stupid name is saying, you'll seem distracted. He might actually be 50, though. Yeah, it's true. It's true. A lot of times when people um, migrate, you know, escape those communist countries, they don't have a lot of paperwork. You know, the communist countries they don't really have really, uh, really valid, um, good historical paperwork of your medical history and age and birth certificates and stuff like that. That's what happens in communist countries. I think, I think it's because they, they run out of food and they have to eat the paper. I think that's what it is. But, yeah, Yoel could be 50. He could be 60 years old. We don't know. Black don't crack, bro. And that Cuban food, he's been eating good. Cuban horse meat, he ain't slowing him down. And uh, he's a monster. But those elbows, those elbows were nasty, bro. I, I think my, my forehead got lumped watching watching it. Uh, main event, Henderson, Peter Quilly. Henderson's always fun to watch, always high action. That kick from the ground, grounded opponent to the head kick, roundhouse head kick, 
you know, that's, uh, you know, peak athleticism. It's crazy he didn't he didn't knock him out with that. You know, Peter Quilly is is built different, I guess. It's a good fight, you know. Uh, but yeah, it, it drawed out to the five rounds. We didn't get a finish. It's still a good fight. Enjoyed it. Enjoyed the card. But all all in all, I'd say that was a quite a good quite a good card. It was it was a fun card. A lot of good fights. Um, I think it's been you know better than a couple of the last UFCs or the next couple UFCs, but we'll see when they actually happen. I'm not exactly excited for the next couple UFCs. I'm not. I don't know. Can you tell me why? I don't know. The um, what else do we have? The uh, Floyd Mayweather. Let's go to Floyd Mayweather. So Floyd, I don't know if he's he owes back taxes. I don't know if he mismanaged his money or he spent way too much money on Louis Vuitton, but he's still doing these exhibition fights. And I guess why not? You know, three rounds, he's going out there to fight for six minutes or, or nine minutes. What's nine minutes? You don't need much cardio or training for nine minutes. And he's not fighting world beaters, you know? So why not, I guess? You know, Japanese people want to pay him a ton of money to beat up some Japanese guy in three rounds. Fine, I guess. But it's uh, it's interesting. He's he's still good. He's still slick. He got hit a card a couple times um, by Asakura. But it didn't really phase him, and he was able to put the guy away in three. You know, all he needed was a couple solid punches to, to, to do enough damage to end that fight. The best part of the whole night, though, you know, there was a few cards. There's a few fights on the card. It was a mixed. I like the I like the format. All right, I like the format that um, Risen was doing. They had mixed mixed fights, so they had um, what they had an MMA fight, right? That was the first one. Kota Miura defeated uh, Bunchal. Bunchual. I'm not even gonna try that last name. That's way out of my ability um that was a submission first round he got the arm bar but it was kind of a mismatch i think they you know the japanese have no problem with setting up foreigners to get beat badly <laughs> they have absolutely they got no they got no problem with that um that guy he got armbarred quick nakata uh yoshinari he defeated um Trakunpit. i think he's out of thailand and in um and Muay Thai, but he didn't look that great of a Muay Thai fighter, quite honestly. They looked like it was another feeding him to the wolves type of thing. Um, the uh, <laughs> the co-main event, I guess you would call it. I don't, I don't know, I don't know the whole backstory of this, how it got set up, but it was, it was funny. <laughs> it was uh, Floyd Mayweather's bodyguard, one of the security guys. They call him Jizzy Mac. Um, fought this guy, Kazui. Kauzi, Kauzi. I'm butchering that too. And um, I think they ripped him off a little bit. I think he got a knockdown. I feel like he had a, a legitimate knockdown. He didn't hit him square, you know, with the glove. It was kind of like the arm, but the, he hit him. He hit him in the head and the guy fell down. I think it's a knockdown. I think they should have gave him a, a, a count. 
They, they should have given that credit. It was a, it was a open weight because they were not close to the same weight class at all. Uh, and they just called it like a, Oh, he just slipped, but he didn't slip. He hit him. He hit him, knocked him down, but whatever they went back, back and forth. And then, uh, Kuzi started landing some uh, clean punches, um, dropped him a couple times. The guy didn't really have anything. After he got tired, he just threw, threw terrible punches. Um, and then he got put up on the rope and, you know, got hit enough times without answering for the, for the ref to, to call it off. And, of course, it's just, a, it's just an exhibition, so it's a no contest. It doesn't count as a loss. But that was the fight of the night. That was the most exciting fight of the night, quite honestly. I was more amped for that fight and excited about that fight than even the, the, the Floyd Mayweather. It's always good to watch Floyd fight, but it wasn't that exciting of a fight. Asakura, he's supposed to be this big-time street fighter. Uh, I haven't seen him fight any other time than tonight. Because like, that's one of those things. Like I never hear about when the Risen fights are. I don't know when they're ever going on. But I miss Japanese MMA, man. I miss it. No one ever did it quite like Pride. It feels like the athletes are actually treated like professional athletes, you know? When the guys are going out to the ring, when they're being announced, when, when they're everywhere, anywhere, when the fans interact with them, it really feels like what it would be like if it was an NBA player or NFL player and the respect that's given to them as athletes. I, I like it better. I don't like this nonsense we have with UFC stuff, this circus show, this pro wrestling circus crap. I'm not a big fan. I love the fights, but I hate all the nonsense around the fights. Uh, I, I miss, uh, yeah, I miss it, man. I miss the Japanese MMA. It, they did it better. They did. Uh, Floyd Mayweather, though, he got hit a, a few good times hard by Asakura, but just shrugged it off and went to work. And he was able to put the guy out, put him away in under in three rounds, man. In under three rounds, he was able to do it. Guy still got it. People were people were saying it was a uh, work. People were saying it was a fixed fight, but no, I I don't think so at all. Um. One issue with that fight, I don't understand, was the uh, the Yakuza guy. <laughs> I got to say Yakuza. I don't know if he is. But instead of handing Floyd the flowers, he threw them on the ground in front of him. That's some disrespect. That's not necessary. You know, it's not necessary at all. Why did that guy get to be put in that position to even have those flowers? Why was he allowed to do that? Is Yakuza going to make him cut a finger off? Is he got to lose his pinky? They're going to make him chop it. They got to they got to chop that for the disrespect. Hmm. There was a time when Chinese culture. <laughs> there was a time in Japanese culture when that was like, "Oh, hey, man, we're sword fighting, bro. You're going to throw flowers in my feet? That's it. Grab, grab that saber, bro. We're chopping. It's chop time. We're getting after it. But yeah." Times have changed, I guess. Times have changed. Yep. Hey, family, what's up? Saying thumbs down to the circus show. Miss Pride for sure. 
Pride never die, guys. Oh, man. Let's, uh, Colin here. What's up, buddy? Colin asking a question. He's saying, hey, John, if you had been able to have fought in pride back in the day, what weight would you have been and who were some opponents that you would have interested in you? I don't know, man, because I wasn't that big. You know, like I wasn't, a lot of those guys were 205ers, heavyweight types. I would have had a beef up to fight those guys. When they when they started doing the smaller guys, some of those guys I could have fought, you know, um, Manoa, stuff like that. It's possible. I could have fought guys like that. But yeah, it was it's a different different time, different era. But then again, <laughs> I don't know. They probably would have given me some horse meat, like they did a lot of those guys over there. I might have been a heavyweight if, I, if they had me fighting in pride. But that was that was fights, guys. That's all we had. That's all I had this weekend. I didn't see anything else. I didn't see one FC. Didn't see if there's KSW. There's no bare knuckle. It was a light weekend for fights. It was light on violence. Light on violence. So I ended up, I did get a lot of uh, work done, though, right? Because I'm starting to put together my practical self-defense course, right? Um, on my gum road currently, I have a practical uh, intro to practical self-defense there. And with that intro to practical self-defense, um, you can learn some very easy ways to prevent somebody from dominating you in certain positions. It's not super uh, crazy in-depth with stuff. It's light, easy. Right here it is, intro to practical self-defense, seven techniques for you. Somebody grabbing your wrist, somebody somebody grabbing you in a body lock, uh, grabbing by the elbow, you know, a couple, few different types of bear, bear hugs to escape. It's uh, easy, get you started, get your feet wet, right? Get your toes dipped into the water. You can download this for free right now, right? You can, you can go to the Yum Road, and you can download it. Let me, I'll put that in the chat for you guys to make it even uh, more convenient in case you want to do that. You can download that for free. I'm working on the next one. It's just going to be practical self-defense because I want this to be easy. You're not trying to kill people. You're not trying to choke people out. You're not trying to take them down and fight them on the ground. We're trying to get away. <laughs> We're trying to dominate the situation, get away. That's what the next one's about. I'll have that up. Uh, you'll have to pay for that one. But go ahead and check out the intro to practice self-defense for free and get your self-defense and martial arts journey started now with that. Right? It's ready. It's available this minute. Get going on that, guys. It's getting rough out there. It's getting rough. I don't see it getting any better. All right. They want chaos. 
It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. It's all what they want. Um, I had something weird happen to me. Um, we ordered some food from the store. And uh, the lady picked up the groceries and another order. And she accidentally switched them. She dropped the wrong order off at our house. And what these other people ordered was atrocious. People are so unhealthy. I couldn't believe it. It was like Oreos, Snickers bar, this like cheap chemical induced tomato paste. These little tortillas. The tortillas were like the least worst thing. Like the little mini tortillas like that. Some little tiny tacos. And then it had like some seasoning, some like really chemically seasoning stuff. And then fake meat. Impossible fake meat. Ugh. It looked gross. It looked so gross. I made a little video on my uh, Instagram with the recipe. You guys should go and check that out and check out what my recipe was. <laughs> I think you'll dig it. But like, uh, yeah, that's why I have I have a couple beverages tonight because cheap whiskey, cheap gross whiskey, and I'm 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 experimenting with the way to, uh, you know, I don't want to waste whiskey. It's whiskey. It's whiskey. So uh, you know, I tried a couple different ways. I mixed one glass with some pink lemonade, just trying to trying to trying to take away the the cheap nastiness of that. Uh, and I had my, my grapes, my frozen grapes, to uh, cool it off. You know, you drink the drink, and then you get to eat the grapes. I kind of think it's a good idea, right? Genius. Keeps it cool. Keeps the drink cool. The ice doesn't melt and dissipate it but then again i'm seeing that you know a little extra water to dissipate the cheap whiskey might be a good idea because i also had another one that i just i poured another one just to, to see and I, I had ice i actually had some ice and i put a little water in it to water it down i'm trying to see which way is better i kind of i'm kind of liking the grapes frozen grapes cool down a little pink lemonade in there too not so bad, but uh, yeah, it's cheap whiskey. It's cheap, but I'm not gonna lick. I'm not gonna look a uh, a gift whiskey in the mouth. <laughs> oh man! All right, so that's the fights. Let's let's uh, let's do some consults, guys. Let's do some consults. We can do fitness, fighting, whatever. I'm putting the I'm putting the link in the chat. If you guys got the cojones to ask a question and you want to call in, please do so. I got to put uh, the, the link in the chat on the on the rock of fin and see if that is uh, also going to bring some people in. But yeah, guys, hit hit the link in the chat. Say what's up. Let me see what's going on. We can uh, work through some stuff. See how that goes, okay? Check some of these out. Roxy to Pew, what's up? Saying uh, nice work hosting Rulesio. Good topic. Thank you, thank you, thank you. It's always a, it's always a uh, man. People are always going off about that body counts, high quality woman. It's a, uh, it's a fallacy. The the Madonna and whore complex. But you know what? Just even having that. 
that thumbnail having the 304 in the title it's heavily censored uh stream they won't add share it i've had over 5,000. it's close to 6,000 views already won't make any money on it whatsoever and you know they're going to limit people from seeing it they're not going to push it out there so less people will see that and could it's gross i'm tired of the censorship man you guys if you're if you're out there you're watching get on rockfin okay because i'm telling you right now the days are numbered on this this youtube platform i'm telling you days are numbered sooner or later they're going to get rid of anybody who does not not just go along with their woke bull crap but doesn't champion it doesn't trumpet it out and push it forward we have dark days coming with this nonsense and censorship, guys. It's full-on North Korea here. China. China, North Korea type stuff, man. It's a good question. You should call in and ask it. Let's uh, get the chats. Uh, get the Get the... Get the invite, guys. Hit the invite. Come on. Ask some questions. Do the consult. Let's go. Uh, Andrew Keene is saying, what are the pros and cons of carrying a lot of muscle as a fighter? Biggest is cardio. Okay. If you're carrying a ton of muscle, if you're carrying body bodybuilder type muscle, card, you know, your cardio is going to struggle a little bit. You're going to struggle with speed. And I think you struggle a little bit with explosiveness. I think big bulky muscle is powerful but it's slow and i think it can really slow you down and hurt you a little bit in some places um if anything you know watch pujanowski remember marius pujanowski i think he might still be fighting ks1 over there in poland and he was a world strongest man and that dude's a big dude and got a lot of big bulky muscle uh he's leaned out a little bit lost a little bit of that muscle size since he started fighting, you know, he's changed his uh, chemical levels <laughs> in that time period. Dude's probably running like crazy amounts of EPO or something too, to keep those those muscles fueled. But when you have that big, when you have that big amount of muscle, like it's it's uh, it's a bigger engine. It takes bigger amounts of gas, right? And that gas is oxygen. So the bigger muscles you have, the more oxygen you're going to have to have. And you may have a lot of problems getting the, uh, getting the oxygen you need to those muscles in a fight. That's why it's not exactly overly advisable. You know, I don't see a big bodybuilder and think, oh, man, I'm scared of that guy. It's a tough guy. I don't know if I could beat him in a fight. You see, you got a guy that big, just tie him up, make him work a little bit. He's going he's gonna to turn purple. He's gonna turn purple and maybe pass out because he can't he can't breathe. That's that's factual. That's real life. Yep. Yes, you are right. They did. Vanguard. <clears throat> they caught on to 304 fast. Yep. They uh the algorithms they know. They already know the 304 reference, what it means. Could also be the actual thumbnail uh, does say whores in it. And yeah, they, they have the ability to read the, um, 
the text on the thumbnails and they saw that like on, on I, I use restream to, to broadcast because I'm doing a few platforms all at once, you know, Facebook, uh, YouTube, Rockfin. Uh, I'm on Fight TV, that that uh, website also, um, you know, and then uh, what else am I on? Oh, Twitch. I don't know anything about Twitch, but I'm streaming on Twitch. <laughs> and um, yeah. So I, you know, I'm on, I'm on a number of those things and, uh, the restream, I, it wouldn't let me into the studio even. I think it was struggling with allowing me to do the show. It took like 20 minutes for the thing to allow me to actually go into the studio. It was weird. I like, I set up, I set up the, uh, the show, I set up everything, got it ready to go, got the timers, all that crap done. And then when I got in to try to get ready to, to get into the show and let people in and everything, um, it wouldn't do it. It just kept like doing the circle thing and doing a circle thing. It did that for like 20 minutes. And then finally, like three or four minutes before the show time started, it finally let me in. It was very frustrating. Very frustrating. Yeah, MMA press room. What is 304? Type it in your phone, type it in your calculator, and turn it upside down. And read what that says okay oh this is good colin we talked a little bit about it last week but gordon ryan yeah and gavalo it was impressive gordon ryan is absolutely monster on the ground but these guys it's comical how huge they are it's comical go look at gavalo's pictures from this adcc and go back 10 years go back 15 years and look at his body. Guys, like, we need to sit down and have a serious conversation. Everybody needs to have a real serious conversation about performance-enhancing substances, okay? Because the technology, the knowledge, the ability to access the stuff, uh, the ability to access doctors and, and knowledgeable people who really know a lot about these things, chemicals in these things has changed drastically and it's insane what some of these guys can do and what what they can do with their bodies and what they can get done it's it's insane it's really kind of insane like you're dealing with a whole different level of athlete in 2020 compared to 2000 compared to the 80s it's nowhere near the same it's 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 wild. It really is kind of wild, you know. And there just needs to be. I'm not even saying good or bad or whatever, but for the sake of sport, you know, it's supposed to be purity in this in sports. And but you put money in it, you put awards in it. Like there's always going to be somebody looking to get that edge. There's all types of of ways to get around testing and cut corners and. I don't think the UFC really tests anybody like seriously that they don't want to catch. And when they do catch people, I think they cover it up all the time. I think there's, there's a lot of shenanigans. I don't think USADA, I don't think UFC, I don't think any of these people have a serious testing program at all. It's as, it's as serious as WWE. It's as serious as the NFL. It's as serious as the NHL. If you don't think that there are massive amounts of steroid use in every single pro professional sport nowadays, I don't know what to tell you. 
You know, it, it's ins it's insane how how easy it is. You you have you have teenage kids who can easily order stuff online. Think about women's sports in that in that sense. When you have um, the ability for like a thirteen year old girl to start going on Anavar, another testosterone, even if she stops, you know, say she starts at thirteen, she stops at twenty three. She's had ten years of twice the normal males' levels of testosterone to build muscle, tendons, ligaments, bone density, VO2 max, like all this stuff is just on another level. And then she'd go clean at 23 and then be 10 times the athlete of anybody else she competes against. I mean, who knows what, if you came from a poor neighborhood, you know, you're poor, you're dirt poor, but you can easily access growth hormone. You can easily access testosterone and other, and other drugs like that and other performance enhancing drugs like that. And you'd be like, hey, man, like, hey, son, you, you take your eight-year-old son aside, like, hey, buddy, <laughs> you want to be a star? <laughs> you want to make millions of dollars and get us out of this shithole? Take this. I'll help you out. You can turn that guy into a nine-foot-tall monster. <laughs> Just <laughs> slam dunks from half court. <laughs> Right, like just jump over people when he's when he's playing football. Put lowers his shoulder, and the other guy explodes into pieces because he hits him so hard. Who knows what's gonna go on, man? Like, how can you even regulate it? Like, what can you do without putting in mass amounts of testing protocols early and monitoring them for long periods of time? And then you have so many people who make profit, who make a lot of money off of these guys. Like they don't want them to get caught. They want them gassed up. You, you know, back in Pride, they weren't testing to, to punish anybody. <laughs> they tested for leverage. And they wanted guys on sauce. They wanted guys on painkillers. They wanted guys on EPO because it was a funner fight. It was more exciting. The guys got locked, knocked out last year. Guys with, with more power, throwing people around, slamming people through canvases. But, man, it's crazy. I, I don't even think they tried a test in uh, jiu-jitsu. Is there any type of protocol whatsoever for testing? I, I've never heard of it. And these guys, they don't, they don't look normal. <laughs> you know, it's wild. It's wild. I'm not saying bad. I'm just saying there needs to be a conversation because I'm all about level playing fields. You know, I don't think it's good <clears throat> for some guys to have that much of an advantage because there are guys who are really, you know, they're not going to do it, but they don't have it in their head. Before, th before 2013, I was one of those guys, you know, it's easy to get easy to get pulled into it. Yep, to the gills, big easy to the gills. I mean, I think that's part of it. I think there are there are tricks and things to it. There are guys you can go online. You can find doctors online who will help you. 
that that's a real thing. You can access professionals who are not just like street street dealers. You're talking about certified real docs, real docs who have clinics and treat people on a daily basis. You can contact and access them through the internets and they'll consult you on your computer, on your phone. They can you can send them your blood work. They'll tell you and help you and and put together a portfolio of of chemicals to use. Oh, we got a caller. This is good. Somebody's got some uh, balls. MV's coming on. Let's go. What's up, MV? How you doing? Hey, what's up, John? Hey, How I'm you good. doing, Can man? Can you hear me? I hear you hey, loud I'm doing and clear. good, man. It seems like, seems like I'm always the one who calls in because nobody else has the balls to. <laughs> well, it's good to have you, man. But, it's good um, to have yeah, somebody one of my... with the guts. So yeah, man, one of my first questions... Yeah, are you a fan of flipping tires and then the uh, battle ropes, like for strength and conditioning? I do. I do have battle ropes. Um, I've never really had a tire around to flip, but I don't. I don't think that's a problem. Um, one of our big things that we did for uh, strength condition, not strength conditioning, but for for cardio uh, at AKA was we have our legendary bike workout. It's a thirty-minute bike workout. I have my my program on Gum Road. It's a twelve-minute bike workout. It's a condensed version of it. Um, and basically you have, you know, a minute on the bike and then a minute of work, and then you just keep rotating back and forth for 30 minutes. And, uh, you have certain thresholds on the bike. You want to maintain certain RPMs. You want to maintain every time you're doing that. You want to make sure you're sprinting, not taking it easy. And when you come off, uh, the bike and you do work, that's a sprint too. You're supposed to be doing it hard, doing as much as you can. And you can play around with what those work rounds are. And one of the things you can move, uh, work into them is the battle rope. And that's something we did often was uh, have a battle rope. You know, you do different types of things with that battle rope for the minute. And then you jump back on, on the bike. I think mixing that into some of your hit cardio is great. I think it's great. Get, you know, it gets you really tired. There's lots of good, there's a lot of good different types of workouts and different movements with it. I like it. Yeah. So for one minute, one one minute is what you're saying. If they work. Like, are you talking about like drills or grappling or uh, pummeling or? It could be. It could be. So like, uh, there's a bike. There's a bike minute and the work minute. That's how I referred to it. And the work minute could be. Uh, we had we had like a never ending uh, rope pull machine, like a, a rope machine. So like, you just keep pulling the rope and it would just it have tension on it and you would just keep pulling it. And that was that was like one of the things you could do for a minute was just keep pulling that rope. Um, but we would also do things like if you were fighting, uh, I remember when I was fighting like uh, Jake Shields, crazy Bob kept making me get down on the ground and putting me in mount and putting me in back. And I would have to fight up for that minute. And he would kept making me doing that. Oh, it was awful. That was death. <laughs> Cause you're already tired and sweaty. And then somebody's like on top of you and you got to fight up and fight hard to get away in that minute. And if you don't do it, like, you know, like you're, you're kind of a bitch because you just laid there for a minute. So like, yeah, it was brutal. And, and it, it's funny because what happens is that minute on the bike, that sprint on the bike becomes the rest because it's a constant, it's a constant output. You hit, you hit, uh, we used to say you'd have to go at least 76 RPMs. That was like our cutoff or threshold. So if you're doing 76 RPMs at least or higher, right, that was constant. So that constant movement became a rest because it was easier than the sporadic, uh, 
punching combinations or uh, pummeling back and forth or drilling uh, certain techniques on the wall. Um, and, and you could, you could craft that cardio workout to specifically what you needed for that fight. You know, if you knew you were fighting um, somebody you're going to be striking a lot with, you could do a lot of um, striking drills in that minute, slip, punch, come back, fade, come back, fade, hook, different types of things like that. Um, slip, throw punches into the shot. If you knew you were going to have to trade punches to get to your takedown, there's all kinds of little tweaks you could make to fit your fight better. And do you like shot? Do you shadow box and sprawl every day? Uh, when I, when we were fighting, yeah. You know, uh, I would say three to four days a week, there's, you know, significant amount of shadow boxing. Um, the days that we had wrestling, we did, we did, uh, what we call stance motion, which is basically shadow wrestling. Uh, you'd go five minutes and then DC or whoever was running practice would call out, you know, shot, sprawl, uh, down block, defend the double cross block. And then you just keep going, um, um, faint, you have the fake, you do uh, uh, snatch single, you'd fake the snatch single, but you'd have to stay in your wrestling stance that whole five minutes. You know, you, you want to be the asshole coach on your day and you guys are standing up, <laughs> you know, they get tired and they stand up and they walk a minute and they get back in their stance. You're like, all right, fuck you. Start it over. We start the clock over. Everybody moan and then do it again. But, you know, yeah, it's wrestling. So grueling. Yeah. Shit. Boxing is, is absolutely grueling. <laughs> and not shadow boxing, but wrestling is wrestling is grueling. All right. Well, and that's, wrestling. and that's, uh, it's grueling. One of the reasons I recommend jujitsu so much for self-defense is because it's the one sport, it's the one martial art you can spar 100% five days a week and you'll be okay. Hmm. But I, I, don't, I couldn't recommend you wrestling 100% five days a week. Smashing heads. Yep. Getting snapped down. Like, yeah. Yeah. Somebody hurt something sprained something even boxing or muay thai could you imagine sparring 100 percent five days a week bust your nose yeah yep brain damage hurt your hand hurt your wrist there's all kinds of yeah. stuff it happened what's your thoughts on uh olive versus makachev i don't know if someone's asked you before i know you bias right because it's your training partner but i'm curious just where do you see like the best chances uh of olives kind of pulling it off probably submissions right i mean yeah like they're both pretty slick on the ground quite honestly um khabib was more of like in your face i'm gonna i'm gonna smash through you and take you down and beat the crap out of you where um makachev he's more slick he's more technical he'll foot sweep you when you're not paying attention you know he'll he'll throw a combo slip in uh, clinch you quick foot sweep you next thing you know you're sitting on your butt you're like damn it he, i can't believe you just did that uh and then he's more slick with his hips he's going to turn angles on you more he's going to try to collect arms so he's got he's got more slick jujitsu he's not shoving the wrestling down your face as much as, as khabib is but i think he's going to have a strength advantage over uh, charlie olives but it's going to be a good fight it's going to be a good fight i, I give um a slight lead over to Makachev, but I am biased because I have I have worked with him. I have not worked with Oliveira, 
So like there's always the uh, untangibles you don't know about. You don't know about strength, flexibility, timing, unless you actually are in there with the guy. But, you know, uh, Olive, Olivera, man, he's good. He's good. Like he's always in the fight. He's always moving. And I like his – the way he fights from his back. He doesn't stop moving, right? He's very reminiscent of Frank Shamrock versus Tito Ortiz, you know, the way guys are supposed to fight from bottom, you know, constantly moving, constantly attacking, constantly working for the sweep or trying to get up. He's not going to close his guard and hug and, and look at the ref waiting to get stood up. Yep. Yeah, definitely, man. Thank you for that. Uh, just one last question and then I'll, I'll hop off uh, kind of red pill related. So for you, like, a, um, what would be a tip for someone like me? So first date for a chick that I'm gaming, uh, obviously you're a lot more experienced, uh, status and stuff like that. So I just kind of wanted your opinion. First date for a chick that I'm gaming. Off. If you, if you, if it's first date, and you're just meeting her and you don't have much invested into her and she hasn't shown much investment into you go, go light, right? Like I, I like meetups first. If I can do meetups with a, uh, coffee or or a drink that's better something that's you know 30 minutes to an hour and you've got other plans you got to go somewhere else that that tends to be right. something that's good because you don't end up investing you don't want to go to dinner because you don't know if you're going to like this person now you're sitting down for an hour two hours with somebody you don't like and you're paying for their meal that's not going to work out well uh, if it's somebody you already kind of know well and you already you already you already click you already vibe um, she's already invested into you. She's shown high investment into you. She's shown high desire into you. Like, you know, you can just set a place and she's like, yes, I can't wait to go and meet there. Like a girl who's really invested into you will, will climb through barbed wire to hang out with you. She will, she will not like make it hard for you to hang out. Oh, well, I have this going on or I have this going on or whatever. She, she doesn't care, right? She could have, she'd be a surgeon and have brain surgery in the morning, but she'll go out of her way to spend time with you if she's really invested. If you have a girl like that, then take her to do something that you enjoy. So that way, even if the, uh, the date isn't fun or she don't like her, like you, at least you have fun. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that, man. I'm going to hop off, but I really appreciate it. No problem, man. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for having the guts to come in and uh, say, hey. Yeah. Peace. All right, man. All right, guys. See how it's done? See how it's done? It's always the same strong guys calling in. Just kidding, guys. Just kidding. Um, take her bowling. That can be a big – that's a big investment. Play a whole game of bowling. It's not cheap these days either. That That's more of like a third date, fourth date type thing, man. Make sure she's actually into you, you know? Make sure she's into you. Yeah, massive props to Crazy Bob. Crazy Bob did a lot of good things. All right, guys. If uh, oh, uh, Colin here, let me put the link. I'll put the link in again, Colin. If you got a, if you got something to say, All right. Oh, maybe it's not coming up on the. Uh, it might not be coming up in the uh, YouTube. Not YouTube, the Facebook. I haven't looked in the Facebook to see what that stream looks like. It's like so many things going on all at once. 
but I've got it. I just put it in the chat again. We might have to go over to the YouTube to find it. I know it's in the YouTube one. I put it up in the Rockfin also. Uh, going and dry says uh, I was always a bowler. I dated a girl that had her birthday at my league day. So that's nice. Uh, yeah. You met her out in a social place where you have fun and do fun things. And she had a birthday party there. So she likes doing it. That's, um, that's not bad. That's one of those things, man. Taking, you know, you like bowling. It's a good place to take a date because at least if you don't like her, you're going to have fun bowling. <laughs> okay. Uh, I see. Yeah, you gotta have uh, you gotta have Chrome or something. Yeah. Hikes are good, Vanguard. Uh, bowling, bowling can be pricey. Hikes are free. Coffee is cheap. Miniature golf, that's cheap. You don't have to spend a lot of time, but it is an investment. It is. A time investment you know you might not enjoy this person um and you're stuck with her for 18 holes you know it may be more of a second third date type of thing <clears throat> the you know the meat for the coffee uh during the day lunchtime or uh a drink quick drink hey i'm meeting up with friends over at this place for whatever let's let's grab a drink here you know we'll just meet see if we get along and then we'll set another date later. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. She'll probably appreciate it because um, she doesn't know if she likes you either. <laughs> okay? Yeah, that's the problem. Colin, Safari. Safari isn't supported very well on this one. All right, guys. Yep, I got some good backup here with that, Brandon. Saying go for a meetup, like John said, on the first date. If the first one goes well, I would still avoid an investment like dinner for the second date. Try a hike. Yep. Because then you could have, uh, if you can find a hike that has like two trails, you know, there's a short trail and a long trail. If, if you're not getting along, take the turn for the short trail and head back home. It's nothing wrong with that. Okay. You're saving your boat. You're saving both of your time and energy. She'll appreciate it. Uh, oh, that's an interesting question. We'll take this last question as we go here. Colin is saying, can Izzy wrestle Piera and beat him that way? I don't think so. And I don't think his pride will let him. I think he's going to be ultra defensive the whole fight and run away and run away and run away. And Pierre is going to have to press him. Pierre is going to have to press him and force him to engage. I think Izzy's going to look for a, a point victory in this fight because he got knocked out bad once. And I don't think he wants to take that risk. I don't think he does. So, um, I really hope, uh, Piera is is preparing for that type of fight where Izzy's not really going to commit and engage with him and, and runs a lot. 
So a lot of a lot of chopping leg kicks as he circles away and moves away. A lot of feints to try to draw out counter punches so he can counter the counter. I think that would would uh, fare well for uh, Piera. But it'll be interesting. I, I'm just worried that they threw him in there too soon. He might have needed three to five more MMA fights to be challenging for a belt and seriously win it and keep it. But whatever. It's a circus. It's all pro wrestling. So. It is what it is until people step up and actually change what needs to be changed and allow the title and the rankings to be independent because that's the only thing that will turn this into an actual sport. Otherwise, it will always be a production. It will always be pro wrestling with uh, unscripted endings to the fights. Heavily leveraged fights, but unscripted. All right, guys. That's all the time I got. Thanks for watching. I hope you enjoyed yourselves. Um, check the links out in the description. I got shirts. I got programs, fitness, fighting. I'm working on uh, the uh, practical self-defense. The intro to practical self-defense is free. You can check that out now. Do it. Do it. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. I'll check you later.